Paradoxical Words by William Theodore Parks. Read for LibriVox.org by Jim Nienaber. He was up on the hustings and thrashed with his tongue the air in a socialistic vein, and as an employer for the workers he felt, by proxy, a sympathetic pain. A pang that the few could wallow in their wealth, whilst many their brothers should sweat. But ha! shouted he, with a chuckle and a grin, you'll be having a millennium of it yet. He taught that the masters should share with the men, he scouted with pitiless vim, the right of the master to more than his man, for his man was the master of him. Then they flourished their hats for the precept with hope that to practice he might be content. But the confidence trick is a husting's resource, and depart wasn't just what he meant. He spoke as a speech is the fashion today, in loud paradoxical words. As a titled premier, the commons would shout, Down, down with the House of Lords! But still, t'was a hopeful and beautiful proof that the cause of the toiler was just, and he wouldn't have to wait very long for a snack from the sugar-ornamented upper crust. In a very little time he'd be gathering his whack from the azure-fired diamond upper dust. You'll be having a millennium of it yet, working men. Put me into Parliament, and then you'll find it a fact. We'll pass every act for your chums and your kids, working men. The hours you will work will be eight, working men, on Saturday not quarter so late. And another holiday in the middle of the week will give you by the laws of the state with a capon or a duck on your plate. Oh, put me into Parliament and wait. You'll be having the land parceled out into bits. You'll be all of you fixed in the soil, and spontaneity of crops you will reap without any trouble or toil. The screw will extend for each working man. Employers will have to screw back till tailored by the act in polished top hats. You'll all be as gents in the track will cut away the taxes by the laws that will pass. You won't have to pay any rate. You'll be having a millennium of it yet, working men. Oh, put me into Parliament and wait. And thus with emotional foliated flights he spoke like the clashing of swords, as a titled premier of the commons would shout, Down, down with the House of Lords! He finished his speech in a thunder of cheers. The welkin was knocked into splits and he smuggled off home by the rear, or his trap they'd have looted for souvenir bits. With the conscience of one who believes he has done what was really the best for himself, he retired into bed that night, and he fell fast asleep, like a saint on a shelf. It might have been a very short period of time, or maybe it might have been long, when he woke with a buzz like a bee in his ear, or the purr of a tomcat's song. It might be the biz of a wasp or the hum of a foraging bluebottle fly. But no, t'was the sound of the whiz of a drill. T'was then that he opened his eye. He jumped up in bed and cried with an oath, What's that that you're doing, you scamp? To a burglar brave who was sampling his room with a bag, jemmy, brace, and a lamp. Then the burglar grinned in an amicable way, for a diplomatic cracker was he and he wouldn't take offence at the oath of a man who'd only awoke, said he. I was down at meeting and heard every word when you gave up the socialist pay, 
and I'm a bloke what swears by the truth of the beautiful words that you say. That's why I'm here for my slice of the swag that you've pinched by employing your men. I'm totting up the stock in a confidential way for an equal division of it, then. For, mate, I'm a pal of the socialist turn what tries to do everything straight. We'll have them between us, the jewels and coin, and make an even deal of the plate. But out from the bed, with a jump in his shirt, the candidate sprang to the floor. Said he, I may preach, but to practice is bosh, and leaped with a shout to the door. But the cracker of cribs, with a colt in his fist, was first, and with that at the nose, of the candidate muttered, You'll die of the cold if you don't burrow under the clothes. So don't make a row, said the burglar brave, but jerk into bed out of sight. I hate to be put upon when I'm at work, and boss, this is my busy night. Now just let me fasten a gag on your mouth. You know that it's wrong to alarm. Your neighbors at night when they're wanting to sleep. Quick, into this new sweetie charm. There, now with that beautiful knot on your pins, you can't say as how you're to blame. If I pinch all I can in the regular way of the grabber's contemptible game. He opened the safe and he smashed the bureau. He looted the drawers and shelf of the plate and the clocks and the watchers and cash from the cabinet quick as an elf, slid everything down to his pal with a rope, and then he slid down it himself. They drove with the swag from the terrace amain in a couple of hired-out traps, and the city was billed on the following day with the special editions in caps. T'was a reasonable period from the incident above that a solemn deputation came down, for the candidate to speak in a socialistic vein to the voters of the east of London town. We'll be looking for you there on wagon number one near the arch that's of marble in the park. But he pointed to the door. Oh, tell them that I'm dead, for cram it, I'm not up to the mark. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.